Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James. Coming to you live from Astara. <laughs> from what? <laughs> so, so the one Mastara, right? The 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 campaign, the D and D campaign. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I got it right. Then I looked. I'm like, no, that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly because right now I'm on a web page called classic.mastara.net backslash Alina, because right before we recorded, Jody and I were talking about Alina, the cleric from the red. 1983 red box that you you meet in your first adventure yes and i have actually uh found on drive through rpg that there is an adventure put out from small niche games uh that is osr old school revival so back to uh it's it's based more on first edition dnd rules um, called the Shrine of Saint Alina, which alludes to the events of the uh, surrounding the character of Alina from <laughs> from the, the Red Box set. Nice. I was uh, I just found that, and I was looking up things as we're talking, and evidently she and Bargo, the evil magic user that you you've had, so we'll probably get into this in the history, but so it's not out of nowhere. The Red Box from 1983 uh, has a, a sort of solo adventure that gets you into the idea of what the game's like. And, you know, you meet a good cleric, Alina, and you go in uh -huh. and you fight an evil magic user, Bargle. Yep. And uh, the, they put out some, some other information like the Gazetti, uh, Gazetteers, Gazetteers, whatever. The, wow. I've never said that word out loud. Gazetteers. Yep. Yep. Wow, I've never said that out loud. How odd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where um, they give some uh, stats for them. And they actually, you know, they, they talk about Bargle and he's like a 17 or 28th level, something huge wizard, which, you know, <laughs> it's a good thing he didn't use all of his power in that first introduction as a first level character. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, but then the, in the they also give them some things for Alina uh, in one of the, the gazes and her last name's Halloran. And uh, evidently they tell you to sort of ignore what happens in the red box or maybe that I've not had it. I just saw this in a little post, but you can ignore the facts that happen or maybe, or maybe she didn't really die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because I swear I had the grand duchy of Karamikos gazetteer, but I, I, I may have to uh, look that up now and see if I either have yeah. it or, or buy it. Hmm. I will say without going into too much information, um, I actually started playing D and D, like even if it's by myself a little bit before I convinced my my sacred heart friends to play. That it was. Oh, you were corrupting your church friends. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing I did to corrupt my <laughs> church friends. I think we've mentioned this in the podcast before, but you see the memes of we all have that one friend who gets us in trouble, and if you don't know who it is, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lived about forty years of my life before it kind of sunk in. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, I, I I started reading these things just kind of before puberty hit, but I think Alina may have been one of those things that really kicked me over <laughs> to get. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, we, we may talk about her in the history of D and D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <sighs> but um, yeah. Speaking of D and D, we're we're going to talk about some of our favorite modules because we mentioned that in one of our episodes and. We wanted to do an easy one tonight because <laughs> yes. I actually have, I think I've got like six or seven that I'm still working on editing. Yeah. I really, really need to get those done because as we record, uh, we're hitting the mid part of July and going to have to work out on Hobbit Day and Halloween. Oh, yeah. Halloween. <laughs> it's after 4th of July. That means it's Halloween season. Uh-huh. I stopped by the pub. So I, I worked late. I stopped by the pub for one quick one on the way home um, before I came home to, to worry about dinner with, with the wife and everything. And uh -huh. uh, Brian, the bartender, uh, great guy behind the bar. Actually, I, I was having a good day. It wasn't as a good day to begin with. And he goes, you know, we're already halfway through July because I mentioned decorating Halloween the first weekend of September. He goes, you only really have like five or six weeks left before it's Halloween season. Then I'm like, huh? Hot damn! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, in, in summer, one of the other regulars there that used to work there, 
has a little Halloween countdown thing she made for me that's in the shape of a coffin. And I get to pick that up when I see her at the pub this week sometime. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Which which I'm going to ask you what you're drinking. But since I've been talking about it, I'm going to give mine. Okay. Because it's, it's July and it's hot as balls outside. And people are talking about Halloween. So I open up the fridge and I'm like, huh. There's Fathead's Brewery, Spooky Tooth Imperial Pumpkin Ale. I think I'm going to have one of those if we don't do the Haunted Pub episode. <laughs> there you go. It's not, it's not bad. Fathead's is, is a, a good brewery. It's not my favorite, but they make some really good stuff. And and this is not a bad 9% um, pumpkin ale. Okay. Not quite up there with my favorite Weyerbacher, but it's it's good. Yeah. It's, it's good. <laughs> so what are you having? Uh, I'm I'm trying to finish off my uh, rogue bat squatch, so I'm having one of those. Say hazy IPA. So I, I thought I know you'd mentioned that. I thought it was a hazy. I I wish I liked hazies more. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. It's uh, I don't remember. I just put it in the app that shall not be named. I I don't. Um, I just logged in this particular can. I don't remember what my rating on it was. It's not a four. I know that. It's close. <laughs> See, whenever I, I occasionally still have a hazy because if I go to a place and I've had all the beers on the menu except for maybe a hazy IPA or something, I'll uh, I'll have one or maybe a half and and I try to rate it like as it yeah. should be, and knowing that I don't love the style, but uh, sometimes just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> huh? You know what? We may talk about Alina a little bit more. I just looked at my notes. I <laughs> is, is that adventure one of your favorites? It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. In one of the previous D&D episodes, Jody and I were talking about, uh, you know, as we're ramping up for next year's 50th anniversary, where we'll talk about the, the history of D&D and some of the more, you know, background things. This year, we're just talking about our favorite things to get us ramped up. And uh, we, we talked about doing favorite modules and maybe one on, our favorite characters, even though we've mentioned a few of these in other other episodes, well, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I made some notes and I'm I'm kind of ready to go for favorite modules. And I'm not sure if you had anything written down if you'd like me to start or not. Um, I I don't have anything written down. I've got some I, I've got some stuff in my head. <laughs> You've got you all sorts of stuff out. in your head. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 not sure how useful it is. <laughs> uh, probably not very. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> hey, look, Internet Archive, the Grand Duchy of Karamikos. <laughs> there you go. Woo. All right. Anyway, um, before before then, yeah, I've, I've got several listed. Uh, as Jody and I talked in a previous D&D episode, we've mentioned our favorite editions. And and I know I mentioned the basic red box edition is is probably my favorite because it was my my introduction and I dug the first edition a lot and and second mm-hmm. I played a lot and then you know various ones so those are you know, those are gonna be the ones that I have uh, for my favorite modules right because it can't be helped but I'll I'll go ahead and start and here it is basic D and I actually have two listed and one is the solo adventure. Uh, so when you when you buy the red box, which you can still get on, you know, you can get for free on the Internet now. It's from 1983. So, wow, it's it's its 40th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, you can easily find it for free, but you can still occasionally buy it, find them. You know, it's, it's easy to get, but it's an introduction. You pull it out and there's a book. And, and what it does is it gives a little background, but then it just puts you in and you get to play. A solo adventure you play your so you read the things and you you roll a die to see how you do and it's kind of leading it's it's kind of a cross between a choose your own adventure and that you kind of have to do this and this and this and 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 you do one by yourself but it leads you in with a little introduction of of a uh but what you got sort of a story and you just roll die but in the story you meet alina the the golden tressed hot cleric <laughs> <laughs> and, uh-huh. and, and and as i was looking some of the things up before we started recording on her evidently some people think she's sexist or, or it was sexist and at and, and no point is there any like they treat her as a a kick-ass cleric who 
yeah. awesome. She's smart. She's wise. She just happens to be very attractive. And I don't know why people would even, you know, think that's such a big deal. I, I don't either. Um, and some of the art in that book was by Larry Elmore. So Larry Elmore never drew an ugly woman. No, no. And he drew some very, very sexy, scantily clad women, but not in this yeah. book. In this book, all the women are dressed in full or they're not wearing the bikini armor. They're wearing full chain mail and stuff. Yeah. She's even got a helmet. Yeah. With those beautiful blonde locks flowing out underneath it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so you do that and then you then you actually do your own soul adventure and go through and then and then after I did that, I you know, I corrupted my sacred heart friends. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and there's there's a a DM's guide, DM's the dungeon master who's the person who according to, you know, all the chick tracks is the one who makes you all worship Satan and you have to do what I say. Yeah, anybody who's actually been a GM or DM knows perfectly damn well. You can say, look, there aren't any traps. Just tell me what you're doing and the players will still spend 10 minutes looking for traps. It's been 20 minutes. Stop trying to seduce the fish. <laughs> I have tried to streamline adventures that I've made on my own or even modules I bought to try to keep that from happening. And it doesn't matter. Nope. Yes. Yeah, so Except the one I'm running you guys through right now, you what you're actually doing is not what the module intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and there's a, you know, sometimes you have to railroad the players and sometimes you have to let them do what they want while leading them to what you <laughs> to do. There is a, a on that, on that note, there, there, there is a comic, I believe it's still around. Um, I know back in the late 80, late nineties, early two thousands, um it was it it got pretty big in in the gaming community uh knights of the dinner table oh yeah i i don't know if it's around but i read it back in the day yeah and it's it started off as a comic strip in one of the magazines i don't remember which one but then they they started to publish it as a comic on its own and uh i just i just remember there's one one adventure where the the party because the party in this strip was the players were always trying to not do what the what the what the dm wanted them to do and, <laughs> and, then, and he, he literally one time he had a map with a a straight road and a forest on either side and they kept trying to go off into the forest and it was like you can't the trees are too close together and <laughs> I was, I was actually going to say, I think I've done that before with people where, well, we go down this way. That door's locked. Try to pick the lock. You roll. Nope, you fail. <laughs> but we don't want to go through the door that looks safe. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but but anyway, in the DM's guide, there's, there's an adventure that then you, you know, as the DM, it actually says, if you're not the DM, stop reading. And Jody, because Jody had mentioned he's never played the red box basic D&D, &D, and I'm Someday, maybe going to run him and maybe his wife through or, or, you know, at least him, whatever. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Surprise. I, I've gotten married. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. We, we, we've, you've said my girlfriend, Rebecca, quite a bit, but huh, yeah. yeah. Um, congratulations. I, I, yes. Thanks. Yeah. I hadn't, uh, well, we hadn't because legally we, we've done, we've done what we needed to for legal stuff. You know, I mean, we, we did the, the, not the courthouse, but the, uh, oh, hell, whatever, whatever it was we had to do here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so according to the state of Alabama, we are married, but we just, we haven't done any ceremony and that's not until, uh, this fall. So, yes. The most ruggedly handsome officiant ever. Um, Brad Pitt's going to be there. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew you were coming down for it, but. <laughs> But then he said the most ruggedly handsome, and I thought, who else? <laughs> and I'm like, that's right. Who else? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> On that note, I sent Jody a meme last night because I was kind of bored as I was watching TV. It was the corporate wants you to tell the difference between these two and the, the you know, it's the office. And she goes, I can't. There's no difference. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was good. <laughs> One half of it is the picture of the two of us. And the other is a picture of arrogant bastard beer. 
<laughs> put that on our social medias. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> keep this short episode only semi-long. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I corrupted my sicker heart friends and got them to play, and I got to run them through the uh the basic DD DM's guide adventure. And and we we actually, I think the first time we played, we we reserved a room at the Clinton Public Library and it's sort of, you know, down in the basement in the back and and just kind of hung out. Uh because one one of the but one of um but we we knew the librarian and I'm I'm not hundred percent sure I explained exactly what we were doing. <laughs> uh-huh. This was the height of the satanic panic. Yeah. But nonetheless, all we did was we we had some chips and some drinks and played D, cleaned everything up. I mean, we were probably the nicest people to rent one of the rooms there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was it was fun. I well, just if I'm gonna I'm gonna be running Jody through it, so I can't really say too much. But my the the right. best part is one of the rooms that says, you know, they're only first level. Maybe they shouldn't go into this room, but they they kind of insisted. And and I, as a DM, I try my best not to kill people, and I did not kill them all. They made it through, but woof. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, those are my first ones. It was the first one I played on my own. Is the first one I ran as a DM. Of course, I love those. Yeah, um, but I, I can keep going unless you have something. Um, hmm. or, I, I yeah. haven't, I haven't played any of the. I guess I haven't really played any of the basic adventure, basic D and D adventures. Um, should should I go through no. those first and then we'll move on to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another one I played, and this was um, before I I, <laughs> I corrupted my friends. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, there there's a. And a, a module called Ghost of Lion Castle, and it's a basic solo adventure. And this is one of the ones where they actually gave you the red, you know, back in, the, I don't know if they still make these or not, but they give you the little red sheet so it would hide things and you'd have to use the little red see-through, uh, like, like cling yeah. film type of thing so you could actually read yeah, things after I, you make your choice. I know what, I know what you're talking about because um, I know there was a advanced D and D, and D, first adventure module that was like that. Yeah, they, they made several. Yeah, um, but that, that's fun because I, I mean, I, 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 I bought other modules before, and it was fun, and and everything. But you know, you could kind of see it. This was the first one I got to play, where if I made a mistake, I, I could actually, you know, I, I couldn't cheat. Like I couldn't, even if I didn't cheat, cheat. You know, I could see what's coming up, and of course I'm going to play and have fun. It's just me, so fuck it. You know, I'm right. going to have a good time. But this is the first one where I had no idea what's coming up. <laughs> and it's like, all right, let's do this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's one of my favorites. Cool. And then I guess I have two two more, two more basics. Uh, one is CM1, Test of the Warlords. And uh, so I, I think we mentioned in the the our favorite editions and stuff if not the basic D has the red box which is levels one through three then you go yes. to the blue box which is the expert level which is like levels four through ten i think maybe i think something like that either through 10 or 16 because then you get to the the uh c modules the campaign mm-hmm. um, and and that's something through 26 and then the masters is 27 through 36 and then if you make it all the way there you go to the immortal and there are a lot of neat ones, <clears throat> but when I got to the the CM one, the test of the warlords, mm-hmm. it was um, I don't know. It, it was it, it opened up the world more because you become bigger and stronger, and you get to go to this new cool place, a different, and it, it kind of just makes a I don't know how to even explain it. It opened up Mistara world a, a little yeah. bit more. And was just a is, a is a lot of fun. Of course, the the picture on the front is this evil looking knight dude with a evil black horse and a big lance, and as uh, is just kind of is, is really cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, but I think it's the campaign. It's the companion rules, not the campaign rules. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, my my other my other favorite from the basic editions was uh, AC ten. Uh, they they had a bunch of like sort of extra things they would come out with the ac 
series. Mm-hmm. And so one of them was character sheets was one of the AC things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're just quite a few different ones, but the, uh, the AC 10 was the Bisteria of dragons and giants. Okay. And, and went into detail on, well, <laughs> dragons and giants, <laughs> uh, but, but it actually gave you adventures that would go with the two. It would start with the smallest ones, like, you know, hill giants. And there's this low level adventures. You'd go off and, do an adventure with hill giants and then it go into the white dragons the the easiest of dragons and you'd take on them and then you know you go to uh whatever was next not fire dry probably stone i'm not sure i i actually used to know this but but anyway just <laughs> keep going all the way up until you got to the red dragon like it was a a small wormling white dragon and then they got a little older and stronger and through the white and the black and the blue and the green and finally like an ancient red dragon and and i my Sacred Heart friends, you know, we were still playing when this came out, and we got through a few of these before we we all kind of split apart because of college and, and everything. But it was it was a lot of fun and a lot of neat information in general. Cool. And I still have it if you want to go through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's see if I can get through the red box first. <laughs> ah, that's a good point. <laughs> And in in case anybody's wondering, all this old D and D stuff is available on Drive Through RPG. Uh, usually, as a PDF, I don't think you can get the bound editions, but you can get the PDFs. They have a handful of things either there or someplace else that you can you can get the the bound. But yeah, it's usually usually PDFs, and and sometimes Internet Archive has them. Yeah, you know, so it depends on if you want to. Either way, you got to purchase, right? Because Internet Archive, you can't download unless you have a subscription. Sure. Oh, you know what? I might tell a lie. I just looked up the Beast Area of Dragons and Giants is um, on there, and it is downloading as we speak. So never mind. That must be something else I'm thinking of. But yeah, I, of course, we recommend purchasing it. But I yeah. don't know if Drive Through RPG gives any money back to the company that you know tsr or the authors or whatever it would go to wizards of the coast because that's who owns it yeah so either wizards but then is wizards going to give something to um for example really so not going to tell me who wrote this bisteria no i'm going to guess it was gary gygax but that depends on when it was printed or published not quite that old it doesn't have a name but let's go with the the uh, Test of the Warlords, the same one I mentioned a minute ago. Yeah. Douglas Niles. Is he going to get any money? He should. He should, but it depends on what kind of contract he signed with him. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that, too. That You know, yeah. I do, do agree with that. Because sometimes it depends on... Um, sometimes they screwed themselves out of stuff on their contracts that they... So, sometimes the company screwed themselves out of stuff on contracts they signed with the people that were doing development. Not always. They, yeah, both sides can get it better than they might need to or worse than, yeah. Let's... There's, there, there's, there's, there's something that I always laugh about contract-wise that I'll go into when we do the history stuff. Cool. Hey, look at this. Companion series, CM1 through 9. CM5 is the mystery of the snow pearl is a soul adventure and they call it the red plastic magic viewer. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Cause it, it was um, the, the transformers toys had the same thing on the back of the, of the packaging. Uh, Cause they, they had a, they had a thing. So transformers and GI Joe were both done by Hasbro. And when uh, in the eighties, when they were doing GI Joe, they had file cards on the back of the, the action figure things so that you you know you had an idea what who the character was what they were supposed to be like and stuff and they they did the same thing with the transformers line but they always put in one of those red plastic strips magic viewer things so that you you would actually be able to see some of the stuff that was on the transformers thing as far as like their power levels and stuff like that yeah and that's that's what i always think of when i when when that kind of stuff pops up yeah, because they want you to buy it, so you can't just go to, you know, Toys R Us or or any of the old school places and just stand there and read everything because you were a bored young man. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I could. <laughs> I I did. <laughs> but yeah, those those are my basic D and D ones. Okay. Okay. And then all the others I have, I'm pretty sure the ones I have written down are first edition A D and D, which, as Jody and I mentioned, is advanced D and D, which expands it and and basic D and D. You know what? Uh, no, no, we kind of talked about additions. Yeah, basic D D. Yeah. Elves, dwarves, halflings are there, except they're their own sort of class. You can't. You're not an elven fighter. You're an elf who can right. do fighting and magic using things. C- kind of neat. But then, yeah, advanced D D. You can be a different race and a different class. And yeah, the the combinations you've heard us discuss. Yeah. And and a little more evilness. So, uh, sure. Especially in first edition with all the devils and demons and. And yeah, art art of magic artifacts like the hand and eye of Vecna. <laughs> yeah. The head of Vecna. He uses teeth. I don't like it. <laughs> Wait, have you never heard the story of the head of Vecna? Um, no, is is that a good place to put this in here? <laughs> I'm I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell it, and if you don't think it's a good place to put it in, you can put it in the uh, outtakes. All right. So this this guy was the, the this this guy was DMing two different groups in the same world, and um, apparently at different he, they were each group was meeting at a different time, but the stuff that one group was doing would affect the other group and and back and forth, and one group decided they would mess with the other group, so they started a rumor about the head of Vecna, and the second group found what they thought was the head of Vecna. Now, of course, the thing with the artifacts of Vecna, the eye and the hand, is to be able to use them, you have to remove that body part from whoever's going to use it and attach the eye or the hand. You got to pluck out your eye and then put the eye in. (laughs) Right. Or you got to cut off your hand and stick the hand on. Well, it's the head of Vecna. What do you think you should do with that? (laughs) The, the second party wound up, I think it got down to the very last player before they realized it wasn't really the head of Vecna. But didn't they realize that if they put the head of Vecna on, it's just going to be Vecna using your body? Well, that apparently never appear- occurred to them, so they literally were beheading each other to try to put the head on. Now, to be fair, <laughs> we, we've been in a couple of gaming groups that that I, I can see them having that same thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, moving on to, uh, <clears throat> moving on to AD&D modules. <laughs> yep. Yep. First edition. All of mine are first edition, so. Okay. So if, if you have something you want to jump in on, Feel free, but otherwise I will. Um, no, no, go ahead. I, I, I will say I. Well, no, go ahead. Just go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do mine after you do yours. Um, sure. Uh, one of them we've actually talked about against the giants. Okay. Yeah. Loved it. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I've actually these, all of these. There's not one of these that I actually played in a group. All of these are ones I played by myself where I DM'd myself as a solo type of thing because for a while I didn't play with anybody, including, you know, my cigar friends. This is before I had any group. But these these are my favorite ones to run through and to read. And they, they were just, they opened up the whole world of D&D to me. Cool. So I, I won't have any like really cool stories necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I, I I liked it, but we've already talked about this one in a previous episode, so I won't really go more into it. But it was one of my favorite, and I never did get the uh, the follow up ones with descent into the demon web pits and and everything. And you know, I, I never had those when I was younger, so I can't talk about the whole gaming. But but against the giants, the three modules loved it. Cool, cool. And then Dungeon Land uh, EX one was. Awesome because it's it's sort of a, a take on uh, Alice in Wonderland, but it's Dungeon Land. Yes, yes, I actually, um, I've I've looked through that one. 
Yeah, it's fun. 1983. I, I am, you know. uh, yeah. There, there, there's a follow-up. Uh, Beyond the Magic Mirror, I think. I think, yeah. Beyond yeah I know there were actually two in that series. I, I didn't actually ever get EX2, the Beyond, uh, but I did have EX. I still got I still have it, honestly. It's, you know, I, I still kept all my old modules. So I've got the original from 1983. So I have <laughs> modules from 40 years ago. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, you know, the huge take on Lewis Carroll's Wonderland, which, by the way, Lewis Carroll, <laughs> mathematician. <clears throat> was that what was wrong with him well it was it was there something wrong with him because he was a mathematician or did he become a mathematician because there's something wrong with him <laughs> there's a mobius strip question for you <laughs> there you go but yes lewis carroll better known as or not better known as lewis carroll is the better known pseudonym of charles ludwig dodson yeah, that guy. Yeah. Author, poet, mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> uh but, but yeah, Alice in Wonderland is Dungeon Land through the Wookie looking through the Wookiee glass. <laughs> <clears throat> through through the looking glass was its sequel, and then just like Beyond the Magic Mirror is Dungeon Land's sequel. But it's it's neat. I mean, they have the mock turtle, they have the Queen of Hearts. I, I even though I've not looked at it for probably decades, I remember the uh um oh wow, I just dropped the name. The 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 something hearts is it'd be kind of like the uh the the Jack, mm -hmm. but they called him something else, but he tries to frame the party and puts tarts in their pockets so the queen gets mad at them and gonna you know off with their heads. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's full of whimsy. Cool. Oh, but you just looked through it. You didn't actually play it. I might have plans for it with the at some point. So no, I have not played it. <laughs> Sweet. Just I mean, I've not seen it forever. If you run us through it, I won't remember a damn thing other than that one little Trixie bit. So I've got. Uh, I, some someone else I know is a huge fan of Alice in Wonderland, so so don't give too much away. <laughs> I will give I will give nothing away if if I get to play this with with you running it. Okay, or if you want me to run it so you can play it with her. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind doing it through Zoom, I'd love to be a part of that because I've always wanted to play it. But but if you can't, <laughs> if you have your group there, I understand, asshole. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you ready for me to move on? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, UK one, which is, uh, you know, UK United Kingdom, uh, yeah. but I bought it in America. So I, I know it was sort of made special for the English market, even though you can still get them here. Uh, be, beyond yeah, the crystal. No, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say, I, I, um, as I was collecting my PDFs, um, I did notice that there was a run of modules that were, created for the for the uk market yeah and, and i don't know if they were all available in the states uh you know because when this came what year oh well 1983 1983 had a lot of these <laughs> yeah uh, I, I don't know if they were all available um, i'm actually kind of looking through right now and i don't i didn't have any of the others but that doesn't mean they weren't available because i you know had limited money it's not like i could buy everything i wanted right uh but yeah it's um it's good i, I like to be a, uh, your party has to go find some lovers who ran away and they go into the crystal cave and you have to go through it and then to, to beyond the crystal cave and it's 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 was really what's the word i'm looking for it was less hack and slash and uh -huh. a little more puzzly okay which which yeah. i thought was cool in fact, when I had read information on, because I've also gone through and I've downloaded PDFs and I was looking at which ones I wanted and and I found the UK series are usually a little more, uh, well, here, I just found the quote that I, I wrote down. Typically heavier on atmosphere than their American design counterparts, though they do like to use those ridiculous monsters from the Fiend Folio. <laughs> <laughs> which, ooh, there's a good episode. Did you ever read 
because back in the day with AD&D, there was the Monster Manual, Monster Manual mm-hmm. 2, the Fiend Folio. Did you ever read all those? Uh, I, fl- I flipped through them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care if we do an episode on it, but the Fiend Folio was definitely the most, had some of the most bizarre <laughs> monsters. Yeah. And even Monster Manual 2 wasn't great. You know, Monster Manual 1 already had a lot of cool stuff. So they're all good, but yeah. Yeah. But but it was nice. It was interesting. It was atmospheric, and I, I enjoyed it. Cool. Um, before I give my last one, I'm going to... Uh-huh. You know what? No, I'm going to keep this idea, this little side note for, for after you talk. Uh, but my last one I have is S3... And when I say S3, like UK1, S3, there were series of things. Uh, sometimes they were interrelated, like the UK1 through either 7 or 9 were for the UK market, but they that didn't mean anything. Right. Uh, the the Against the Giants G1 through G3 were related. Yeah. The, the, the S series is Tomb of Horrors that we talked about. Uh, White Plume Mountain, Lost Caverns of um, Sawjunth. And none of these are related, except that they were sort of written typically sometimes by, you know, the, the same person or would belong in the same campaign setting like Greyhawk. But, um, for example, I'm pretty sure the Yes series, they were all written by Gary Gygax. Mm-hmm. I, I know three of them anyway were, I think all four of them. Uh, but we've talked about Tomb of Horrors. And as fun as it is, there's something neat about S2, Expedition to the Barrier Peaks which is 1980. So I actually found this at a, I think maybe a B Dalton or someplace, you know, either a bookstore or a toy store. And it's interesting because it's actually a wrecked spacecraft and you go adventure through it. So you're in there as a fighter, magic user, whatever, and all these robots and shit come out and you can, you can find laser pistols and (laughs) (laughs) it's just, it's kind of the first time I read it, I'm like, the fuck is this? And then as I'm reading through, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and evidently it was ranked number the fifth best D&D of all time in a Dungeon Magazine 2004 article. And a lot of, you know, it's positively reviewed. Stephen Colbert mm-hmm. says it's one of his favorites. Yeah. But that one, that one was neat. I, I don't actually know if I'd like to play that one. Uh-huh. Because it's bizarre as fuck. And I don't know if I would be able to wrap my head around being able to play it knowing what it is. Right. If I just played like, you know, if I was playing back in 1980, 1983, whenever, and somebody else was the GM and they started run, DM and they started running it, I'd be like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, those are my favorites with a caveat that uh-huh. I may get to. Well, I will get to, but I'm going to let you go and put the pint to my face. Okay. And I'll, I'll see if something you say allows me to jump in with what I was going to say. And if not, I'll just wait till we're done. Okay. Well, um, I, you actually, you, you were talking about the, uh, the UK line and that reminded me, I have one you don't. <laughs> Ooh. There was one that was put out in 1985 for first edition AD&D uh, called First Quest and it actually what it was it was a record it was a, it was a double vinyl record that came out um, it was published by TSR but it was only published in the UK and it was electronic music for use with Dungeons and Dragons but it can't it, there is a published module on the uh, inner sleeves, that's cool. Uh, or yeah, or if you got the cassette version, it was on the it was on the inlay. But it's it's a it's a full module with a map and uh, all sorts of stuff in it. And I just um, I've not played through it, but I've read through it, and it's it's just it was really cool. And then just the simple fact that they were like, hey, you know, we're gonna try to expand this and have some some background music for everybody to use. I'm, I'm guessing it probably didn't sell too well because it never it was never released in the U.S. But you know, with the uh, with the magic of the internet, 
<laughs> I I do have it, and uh, I I I did find it um, uh, digital, uh, so so MP3 version of the music uh, or MP3 format for the music, and uh, they had scanned in all of the uh, adventure stuff. Nice. Uh, so I want to start with that one. Um, I, I and I know I've mentioned this one, the uh, Castle Ravenloft. Uh, or just Ravenloft. Um, I don't. I don't remember the module numbers. What was that one? That was uh, S S for special. So it was like S one or something or S three, maybe. I have no idea. And that, that will be a note here. I have um, coming up. Uh, I do see. Here we go. Ravenloft module I six. I six. Okay, so it wasn't special. It was something. I don't remember what I stood for. It did stand for something, though. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not all Ravenloft because I one is Dwellers of the Forbidden City, which I I do have. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I, the I, yeah, yeah. The I series was they were there were so, there was supposed to be something special and interesting about the I series that differentiated it from other things, but um, yeah, I. I've used that like I like I mentioned in the other episode. I've used that in a Star Wars campaign that I ran. I don't know. It's it's just the the atmosphere and everything. It's what I mean. One, it's it's a great module to begin with, but the 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 that spooky atmosphere horror theme that permeates it is just that I agree with. I think I mentioned that with Elizabeth playing um, running it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she used it. She used it in the vampire campaign that she ran. Yeah, she used for D and D and and vampire. Yeah, I I missed it when you got when she ran that for D and D, but um, I just I remember using it for vampire. And, Looks like um, it stands for intermediate. Intermediate. Okay. Um. I okay. So level wise, that would sound about right, because I I think you would need to be an intermediate level character to. Suggest levels five through seven. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But I like that one. You mentioned, uh, did you, you did you just mention um, Tomb of Horrors a few minutes yeah. ago? Yeah, that, that uh, it was one of the yes modules, and it would be yeah. one of my favorites. But again, that was one of the, it's kind of like Expedition, except, I don't know. Yeah, Go ahead. Go ahead. It just, it, um I think it's one of my favorites just because of the level of difficulty that Gary Gygax put into it. Well, that, and don't expect to survive. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it is, that is, when you talk about a party killer module, that's it. it yeah. It, there aren't even a lot of monsters. It's just set up it's to kill trapped. you off. Yeah. It's, it's traps left and right. <laughs> yep. And the, 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 Big bad at the end is, uh, um, yeah, tough to kill because it's a. At the time, it was a very new, new, uh, enemy monster being thing. Yeah, and I don't care how everybody else pronounce it. It's pronounced Demi like, or lich. It's not a lich. It's a like. Learn your Norse and old English. Yeah, I don't care. It's. I, I almost still always say lich because when I go like, nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking. <laughs> I do, but I ignore you. <laughs> I, I know you do. I, I actually drew out a couple uh, mascots for the podcast. And one of them was, I like metal, but it was a lich, <laughs> but it's pronounced <laughs> like, but it was an eye, like an evil undead eyeball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like metal. And I thought it was an awesome play on words. And even Jody's like, dude, just let it go. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I the, I guess my next one would be a, a super module. Yeah, super module. Uh, the T series. <laughs> I I don't have it in front of me. I'm assuming that's the Temple of Elemental Evil. Yes, that one. That one I have played through, but like I said uh, in the other episode. I played through the computer game that they made using the the 3.5 rule set. I loved it. It was it was awesome. 
it's it's a it's a campaign. It's it's not just a module. It's a campaign because you you go through like first to through tenth level, character wise. I I don't know. I'm I'm uh, eventually I would love to. I, I know there's a fifth edition conversion that's out that's that's very well done. Um, that I would I would like to run a party through. So we'll we'll see about that eventually. Hopefully, I'll get to do that. You know, uh, I, with all I would, stuff I have going on. <laughs> man, you know, I would actually love to run through that because I have it. Uh, the The first edition, I still have that module. I, and, I do and, too, though. I mean, that's I've got I've got the first edition version of it, um, which which I would have had regardless. But it, they also published it in the fifth edition conversion that they did. They yes. they published the first edition version and then go into the fifth edition one. Yeah, I try the the fifth or the first. I I ran through it myself, like I did with a lot of modules. Right. Uh, and to be honest, the reason why it's not on my list is because I got bored as fuck. Well, yeah, because it's it it's a long it's a long thing. Like I said, it'll take you from first through tenth level, and when you're the only one doing it, that does. I mean that that can get kind of boring. It it did. I playing the video game. I, I started it. I never got far because of things in life when I did it. It was fun. Yeah. If I had a party to go through, I bet it would be fun. But yeah, by by myself. Yeah. It was just yeah, towards about halfway through, I said fuck it. And I just read through everything and got to the end and didn't even like bother rolling the dice <laughs> and doing things. <laughs> uh my last one for first edition would be um and, and this was, uh, and we'll go in more into this when we do history stuff. This this was not what Gary Gygax had intended it to be, um, but it also was published after he was forced out of the company. So it was, basically it was rewritten from scratch, didn't really use a whole lot of what Gygax had intended to use because the original Castle Greyhoff or Greyhawk, Greyhawk. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, Castle Greyhawk was a was like a never-ending dungeon, and that's what Gygax was running his own campaign through. And he kept he he was promising for years. Yeah, you eventually we're gonna we're gonna publish Castle Greyhawk, and and uh, no no <laughs> no, <laughs> and then he was out of the company. And it, they did eventually do it, but they they tried to make it funny and instead of be, well, and really they couldn't use Gygax's stuff because that was part of the agreement. Anything that that he had not published yet, they no longer had access to. You know, I have that, but I remember seeing this when I was gaming at the bookstore, probably yeah. Walden Books or whatever, and it looked kind of silly on the the cover, so I didn't get it. But then I've been reading about the history and prep for things that I saw Gary's thing in the Castle Greyhawk. So I downloaded it. It's sitting by uh -huh. my bed and I haven't started it yet. But that's good to know that although it's based off of Gary's stuff, it's not Gary's stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I, they, they did stuff like because they couldn't use Gary's map, the actual map of the um, castle. When you look at, I don't remember what they call it when you look straight down on a map, but the... Uh, the, the castle castle walls and the courtyard and the two tower uh, the, the two towers in the courtyard and then the other building that's in the courtyard make a smiley face and beginning to remember why I did not buy it back in the day <laughs> <laughs> but I like like you used to do I, I've actually run by myself run characters through Castle Greyhawk and it's yeah, it's it's dumb, but it was it's fun, you know. I mean, yeah. But it does kind of. If you're in the mood for something silly, it's great. If if you don't want that much silliness with your adventures, then yeah, it's probably not going to be good. Yeah, so I may enjoy it now, but yeah, probably wouldn't have back back in the right. day. Yeah, I mean, if it, you know, if if you're in the mood to, you know, like we we are when we play paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily trying to kill each other's clones like you do in paranoia but yeah if you're if you're in the mood to just not take it serious that's definitely the uh the module 
yeah that's that's all i've got for first edition um i do have one for second edition i don't know if you have any i i don't i i you know um you know what give me yours and, and then i'll explain why i don't have some of the others well i i i okay i'm gonna say this before i say what mine is with gygax being forced out of the company that really changed a a lot of the i to me a lot of the quality went down as far as the adventures that they were publishing so yeah that's why from second edition on i really don't have anything that i can say is my favorite I, well and i don't i really haven't even looked at the third or fourth edition stuff so i can't really say anything about those um but i the only one from second edition that i can actually say i really liked was the uh um was it the thief's adventure wasn't that what it was called it was a it was a it was a one player one on one it was one on one it was just supposed to be the dm and a one player and uh, i i liked that one uh thieves challenge thieves challenge thieves challenge yeah yeah and they did they did a whole series they actually did two challenges for each um yeah, fighter wizard thief cleric yeah yeah they they did two for each each of those yeah yeah never had uh, those they looked interesting i've read two uh, the thief one and i think the fighter one i've read um and the fighter one was okay but i i just i liked the thief one of course it was you know that might might also have something to do with the character i was playing could have, could have been that way <laughs> yeah. I, I will agree that when gary left i don't know it was just a a change i can't say it's better or worse can say i didn't like it as much right which always happens when things change and you're used to something and you love it and it goes to something else yeah there's just I like a, some yeah there, it's just a different feel to it i don't know there's something there's just something about the way some of those earlier and, and it's not that gygax wrote all those modules he didn't write ravenloft oh no no, because we talked about that at the other episode. That was that was Hickman and Weiss. That was the people that were doing Dragonland. I, I want to do a Rocky Horror thing, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, just yeah. Well, Bill, I, I guess I could give my note then. Yeah, sure. I have no idea what actual modules people ran as a player. So I know Elizabeth ran things, and Rob ran things. I know you and Tim, and and even Sam and but I don't know which ones they were. So I can't actually give them. I know Elizabeth did Ravenloft. Rob did some water yeah. deep, but I, I don't know if they were modules or if they had like a big ex like expansion thing that they just had this big ass book. And you know, cause I know Rob, I, I will say this. I know Rob ran a lot of the Undermountain stuff for forgotten realms. So all that water stuff, water deep stuff we did was largely, in Undermountain, which was its whole big like it wasn't a module right it was a it was huge, a box set box yeah. set that's what i'm looking for so yeah yeah I'm, it was it was what they i mega dungeon or something like that because it was it was just it was huge i mean there were multiple maps because there's like 20 at least 20 some dungeon levels 23 on the fifth edition version of it yeah it's just it was just huge and yeah, and i think that said. was yeah <laughs> and i think that was uh kind of compiled from stuff that had been published in both dungeon magazine and dragon magazine yeah and i know it was yeah. bit some ravenloft things and i think there's a ravenloft box set of some kind too that went into like that actually had the the castle and everything yeah well, they, they wound up making Ravenloft its own setting instead of just the one-off module. Uh, two, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I only know well, that no, because I was just looking yeah. at it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there was I know there was a second Ravenloft module, but then there was a actual Ravenloft setting with, like, multiple modules and different, different areas to work you know that were connected by the mists and everything because they actually took lord soth from dragonlance and gave him his own realm and in, in the and all that for a while he's not there now i think they stuck him back in, in dragonlance but 
where he belongs. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Mostly because I think Lord South would kick uh, Strahd's ass. Probably. Well, hell, they even put Vecna in his own realm in there. Man, he should be in the demon pits. He's been elevated to a god status. He can be in the demon pits and be a god. <laughs> that's true. That's true. For some, for some reason, I thought that's where he was located, but maybe not. Um, And, and it could have changed over different things, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, I mean, they change editions. They make changes like that. That we'll, we'll go more into that when we do the history, but yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, like I said, I didn't, I, I didn't play third or fourth edition. Uh, one, I played one session of third edition and that's it. So I, as far as fifth edition goes, I like this tyranny of dragons thing that I'm running you guys through the horde of the dragon queen. And then uh, whatever the second part is called something, something with Tiamat. Something, something, Tiamat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm liking that. And I, I got another group I'm running through the uh, Icewind Dale Rhyme of the Frost Maiden adventure. Oh, nice. I, I'm, I'm enjoying them, but I especially what, what I've read up on the adventures that they've published for fifth edition, they are, um, it's taken them a while to work out some of the bugs of fifth edition. <laughs> there was, there were, there were a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things that I've gone back and read, you know, uh, strategy guides for the DM for, for running these things. And they're like, yeah, they put this in the, they put this in the adventure and it really it'll kill your characters in the first fight. So, <laughs> so maybe don't do that. Yeah. Maybe don't do that. That was, uh, that was poorly written. <laughs> um but no it's uh i'm i i am having fun with the two that i'm i'm running oh yeah me i'm i'm happy that you're running them yeah it's uh so, so i guess i could add those in there you know i could say yeah i like this fifth edition the the quest of the three halflings versus the dragon horde on army yeah <laughs> yeah well, i know you've read um what is it tales from the tales from the portal Tales from the Yawning Portal. Yeah, you've got that. I know you've got that book. And it's, uh, but it's not, those were first and second edition, or those were older modules that were converted to fifth edition. Is that what I was? Yes, but they even have some, I think, some fourth edition, yeah, maybe. Yeah. They they are all run the gamut of uh, anything um, like Dead and Thay from 2014 would be yeah. fourth edition. But they have Against the Giants, Tomb of Horrors, then Shrine of Tamakin, White Plume Mountain from first edition. Then they have Den Thay, uh, the Forge of Fury, and the Sunless Citadel from 2000, which oh, is third shit, edition. I about White Plume Mountain. Yeah, that's actually a good one, too. I I, I, I liked it in Tales from the Onion Portal when they converted it, but I never had it for first edition, so I don't know much about it besides that. I didn't, um, I didn't get a chance to finish it, but I did... Um... I did play a session or two where somebody was trying to run us through that. It was, uh, it was fun, but it was, um, it wasn't quite as deadly as tomb of horrors, but it was along the same thing of it's a lot of traps and you've got to really be on your toes with what you're doing. Yeah, they, they did not change that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> it's nice to know that tomb of horrors is in there though. <laughs> It, it is. Have, and they they I, do a good job of switching that one too. I have uh, I have plans for Tomb of Horrors. <laughs> nice. Great. Both got quiet for ten seconds. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's there, there are probably many others out there that I would like, but I I didn't think you know I don't really know the box set names and I didn't run them and so right. Yeah, plenty of other things I've loved. I just don't know what they are, so I can't tell you. But, but I am immensely enjoying the dragon thing we're doing right now. So when we finish it, that could go on my top 10 list. Okay, cool. I'm good if you're good. I'm, I'm good. All right. Well, I hear a small dog pawing at the door. So we should Aww. stop this one so I can take him out to pee. Even if we record another or not, I'll let you think about that for a minute. Okay. <laughs> Rate us. Write us. Review us. Yeah. Tell us your favorite campaigns. Yeah. But yeah, until then, I'm... In love with Alina James.
Okay. You, you can also be in love with her. <laughs> ah, but but I have the miniature. <laughs> that works out well for you because of the size of your... <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> it's all fun and games until Rebecca sees the little tiny hole you drilled in. <laughs> Man! <laughs> that ain't cool. You're welcome. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> Thanks. I'm Jody. I'm going to end this now. I'm Jody. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to you all later. (laughs) Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. I I won't read the DM's guide thing. Book, rule book or whatever. Good idea, because that's where the first adventure comes from. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I rolled a 12-sided die. Okay. So that's what I And I rolled an eight on a 12-sided die. All right. You want me to tell you which one we're doing? Sure. Favorite modules. Okay. They have entrusted me (laughs) (laughs) with putting together the uh, the playlist. (laughs) Oh, shit. Are you sure you want me to do that? (laughs) Record, Record us. Jeez. Not even drunk.